0: Show. Is that the show? Yeah. Nice. My uh, um, my other recording went off. It died, so using the backup. It always works. It works go. best. Well. Are we on? Yeah, we're yeah. on, Mark. Um, finally, I was able to get you in. Uh, so this is episode six, Mark Moreno, owner of. Shit! Introduce yourself, Jazzy more. Beauty.
1: Jazzy Beauty, um, Jar. We've known each other how long now? Uh, Ten plus years now. Ten plus? I'll say twelve, yes, close to 12, twelve or more.
0: Thirteen, so around yeah,
1: there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back on the Whittier location on Philadelphia Street.
0: Yeah, I remember when I came in um, with my barber school, and we were getting our kids for stay bored. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what we
1: started with in 1988. 1988 okay. is when I first uh, entered the industry and I purchased a company, Western State Kit Company. Mm -hmm. And for 34 years, we rented kits for the State Board exam. Uh, Actually, the last five years, we started selling them because the test moved. But it was so nice, back in the day, I was actually in the same building as the State Board exam, I was across the hall. But when I purchased the company in 1988, there was a competitor that had been around for 20 years. And uh, so it took me about six years to be exclusive. And uh, and it was just service. Just we out serviced them and it was nice. And my wife came, my wife initially, Jazz, did not uh, partake in the business. She came later in 1991. Okay. And then Jazzy Beauty was created. She went out and started selling supplies, it grew. And uh, I remember telling her, you know, Western State Kits, the mother company. Focus, focus on the mother company and then about, right. some, Five years later, I said, hey, you know, Jazzy Beauty. (laughs) (laughs) Jazzy Beauty is now the mother company. (laughs) It became larger. How long have you you guys been in business now? Jazzy Beauty since 1991. We started with nail product. Wow. Started with nail product. And then uh, we were calling on schools with the state board kit demonstrations. And we started selling nail supplies. And one of the schools said, hey, could you guys pack my manicure kit as a startup? So we did, and then Cosmetology, and then my wife went around, Jazz. Right. If you know Jazz, Jazz can sell ice Eskimos. She's an amazing salesperson, and she's just really uh, sincere also. She's very sincere to help the students. But um, that grew, and now we, we, we have Jazzy Beauty that packs the equipment for many of the community colleges' startup program. Mm-hmm. When they start, we pack the kits for many of the schools throughout California, a couple other states also. But also what happened last year in 2022 is they did away with the practical test and my state board kit business, my, my baby, my first business was, was over. You know, I had a 34-year run.
0: But mm-hmm.
1: life goes on and uh, I'm just happy to say I had a 34-year run. You know, not, not a lot of people can do that, you know, in business.
0: No, I mean, it's, it's crazy because, I mean, you've obviously seen the care industry evolve from the 90s, 2000s. And then here comes 20, 2010, mm-hmm. and it just, social media comes and boom. It took a huge boost in the barber industry and cosmetology. You saw that big, drastic change.
1: The whole care industry took off, the beauty care, beauty industry took off with that boom. Uh, social media, you know, I'm. An older guy right I'm 67 years old I'm probably could be your father or your grandfather
0: you don't look 67
1: Mike okay
0: <laughs> you don't. You honestly don't man well I'm taking care of yourself very well
1: I have and that's probably from working hard but anyway um, getting back to the in, in industry social media when it first came out I actually had two young barber students mm-hmm. come in and tell me um, why aren't you on Instagram and all I knew about Instagram was that my employees were always on it. Right. <laughs> you know, and I say, hey, get off, come on, you know, uh, and like, so when we first got on Instagram, my daughter, who's part of the company, my son and daughter are part of the company, have always been part of the company, and they're now gonna be the era parents. Um, they told me, I was asking them, what does it mean when somebody likes? Should I like everything? You know, I was, I, right. I, that's how naive I was about Instagram, but. And it evolved and we started doing more posting. it was very personal. You know, we would post some, some fun stuff. And, and now we actually have two people to help me with the Instagram because, you know, answering all the direct messages and so yeah, forth. Yeah. We try to answer back the same day.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Um, on my previous, uh, I got to say probably like two episodes, three episodes, I brought up the, um, I talked about you. I, I talked about how like uh, the day I came into Jazzy's and I asked you about, hey, how do sponsorships work? Like, what do they look into sponsorships? And you gave me the answer of like, I don't know. But when I find out, I'll let you know. And we just left it as is. And next thing you know, I get a phone call from um, Pete, from Andes. And Pete calls me and tells me, hey, I heard you want to be an educator. And Mm -hmm. I just ran with it, ran with the whole idea. But I gave, you know, like you, Amish, to you for opening that door, you know, in that direction that it took my career, you know, with the educational part. And a lot of people are like, is that how it really went down? I'm like, yeah, I mean, people ask me, they're like, yeah, you know, I was yeah. curious to know like how sponsorships, because back then, I mean, we would see educators, but again, social media wasn't that big. So no one knew, unless you knew
1: someone in the inside or whatnot. And, it's all networking. And, it's all it's all networking. And you were uh, had a good image, and you came to me, and you asked if I could introduce you. And I I said hell yeah. You yeah, know, we went from there. And I remember seeing you at the Long Beach show on stage.
0: Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was your uh, very first time. My very first time. <laughs> uh, that's when Jessica. Shout out to Jessica. She threw me and Eileen. They threw me into the wolves. Eileen, yes. They took the. Uh, I remember Eileen tells me, come on, get on the stage. And I was like, wait, what? I thought i was just gonna be on the booth and she's like no just get on the stage and and i was nervous and we go to, we go to the back and i'm like i was talking to dc and all the guys and i was like dude I don't donald conley I'm, I'm like i don't remember I, I don't i don't i don't feel comfortable and they're like dude you got this just pretend no one's there and i got on the stage and i remember just seeing from the corner of my eye i saw you i saw all the guys from imperial barber products and i saw you, and they were just like watching me pointing fingers and i'm like this is nerve-wracking. And then after that, it just became, like, natural mm-hmm. for a lot, of, a lot of us to just get on the stage and do our thing, you know, that it became so easy to transfer that into a classroom and and go everywhere and teach teach what we, you know, yeah what we learn and educate everybody else. So it was fun, you know. You know, I always tell people, I'm like, oh, yeah, man, you know, I'd, Mark is the one that opened the door for me, you know, that he, I asked him a, a curious question, and the question just led to... Uh, an opportunity and I just went with it you know
1: that's what's really uh exciting as as a business owner for for not just myself but my wife uh jazz jazz is the is the face in all the schools and with the students and uh I do the inside work with the manufacturers and with the warehousing and distribution and so forth and um she has put so many young Experienced uh, barbers, cosmetologists into the into the education field. Her phone rings constantly right. from school owners. We're looking for a teacher. Jazz refers them. Some of those people she referred now are directors of the programs, and it's it's you know it's kind of nice. It's it's really nice to see that people evolve. And then on the other side, uh, on the on the distribution side, we have young people come in here with with product. Hey, Mark, can you, can you carry this product and? You know, I'm proud to say we gave a chance to some people, and some of the brands took off. Yeah, you know, and I was the first distributor to to give them a, a chance on the shelf.
0: Yeah, I remember. I mean, last time we were talking, about, we were talking about Babyless, You know, when uh, <laughs> yeah, you know the Look Ferrari, at they,
1: what happened to them? Yeah, what,
0: what was the, the Ferrari Clipper? Remember that? Yeah. yeah, you know, and you kept telling me, just get it, just get it. And I was like, I don't see myself carrying this big old giant thing. And
1: it was the it was the original clipper which people say looked like a flashlight, but it was corded. yeah and it took off and it, would, it did very well but then they ran out. Mm-hmm. They underestimated uh, their sales and we went and that kind of slowed momentum down. Then they came out with the trimmer. Yeah. And the game was on. yeah they came they out with this the skeleton FX trimmer. Now you have everybody being very creative. I mean you got the tried and true Andis wall. Uh, You know, they're they're tried and true. They're 100 year companies that you just can't go wrong. And you got a lot of new generation products Uh, Gamma, Stylecraft, Mm -hmm. uh, Babeless. Babeless actually was Connor, you know, was actually. uh, There there
0: used to be Connor and then they got bought off, right?
1: Well, Connor owns Babeless. It's it's a professional line. Mm -hmm. And Connor, you see more in the uh, home use line in the department stores. But Babeless was a family owned business and uh, just sold a few years ago.
0: Yeah, so, and look where they are now big yeah. huge stage at uh yeah at the hair shows you know so i mean it, it's humongous
1: yeah and you see the industry changing too um there's school schools hours have been cut from 1600 hours to a thousand hours
0: isn't that crazy when I went to barber school, we had to take a model, like an actual person, with you to the exam. To the exam. Yeah. Now they do everything on a damn mannequin,
1: you know. And now there's and no mannequin at all. There's no practical in the. Te- there's, there's no practical, no practical. test. How no. easy is it now? Yeah, it's a written test. Written test only. You can't fail. Uh, well, you can if you don't study. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, I tell students, or I tell young people, when they sign up in school. They say, when should I start getting ready for, the, for their test? I go, well, now. Wow. Don't wait till two weeks before you graduate to start studying. Yeah. But um, the, the course is shorter, it's 1,000 hours. Uh, it, it, it's, it's good for the individuals. You know, There's a need to get to work. Shops are looking for people, it benefits them, but it opens the door for advanced education too. Mm-hmm. So you get your license, don't stop learning. learning. I mean look at yourself yeah you're a perfect example i remember you going to dc when it, when dc was a demonstrator for andes yeah uh if people don't know dc go to i am barbarism uh uh donald conley yeah i've been educating for andes for years um wall, wall walls had educators out here for whew, the thirty-four years I, thirty-five years I've been in business. Yeah. they have always been doing uh, school education, and now all the new generation clippers too, and also hair, cosmetology, color. What barbers? If we want to talk barbers, I don't know if that's your main audience is barbers, but the whole industry. But barbers should really start focusing on educating themselves more in shears and in color,
0: because mm. you're
1: licensed to do color. Yeah you're licensed to do chemicals. Yeah, that's true. And the industry will change. And guys will, and they are now. Young, young kids are getting perms again.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. they're getting perm. Um, the mullets are back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cycle. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because, you know, um, when I've worked in Santa Ana, it was skin fades and tapers, skin fits and tapers. And then eventually Uh, I was asked by Pedro and Scott, you know, Razorbacks Barbershop, they're more of a traditional, you know, uh, slick bags, Mm -hmm. pompadours, and things like that. So I wanted to make that transition and just continue learning because, you know, I got tired of just doing skin fates and tapers all day. So that's why I made the transition over there. There's a market for all of it. Yeah, and then when I was there for four years, four or five years, Mm -hmm. we moved to South Orange County, and you know um, I contact you know the damn barbershop, really good barbershop where it's all surfers long hair So you could say that I kind of like learned from different mm-hmm. directions that you know I'm not scared of a client that walks in that has long hair and wants all sheer work you know
1: long hair, overly curly hair mm-hmm. ethnic hair you should be able to do it all. Oh yeah you know you shouldn't be the barber that says I don't know how to do that style here. You yeah. should have all that that uh, ammunition and ready to go. Colors big. Um, advanced education. You never stop learning. You never stop learning. You know, the
0: wheel just keeps turning. And, you know, I mean, we're talking about, um, I was telling a few of the kids in, in, in my shop that back in my day, back in our day, having a mullet, you will get clowned on in school. <laughs> Other kids will be Talking trash to you because you had a mullet or a flat top, and look at now, all these kids are, are with mullets, walking around with mullets, and I'm like, dude, back in my day, I remember I had one, and I got so much shit for it.
1: <laughs> you well, know? Back, I mean, I've, I've been out of high school for 50 years now, but it was the pompadour, and you had the little pomp, the mid pomp, and you had the pomp, the pompadour. Yeah, I had hair back then, so I had the big pomp. Okay. Uh, and and it was styling. You know, you went and the barber styled your hair. Yeah, you know, they actually put a hairnet and yeah. hairspray, and you got your cut, and, and you know, on the hair product. And that brings another issue: hair product. Oh my God, that's just another um, cash cash cow for the bar for the industry. Mm-hmm. Whatever you put in your client's hair, you should be selling. Yeah, you got to believe in the product you're putting in their hair, and another profit center for you. 100%. 100%. And if you're cutting the dad's hair, you should be cutting the son's hair.
0: The nephew,
1: the neighbor, everyone. Yes. That's how you build your clientele. And that's why you don't turn down customers. And if the wife wants a haircut, you know how to do a lady's haircut. You know, a bob or whatever. You know, I may not even know what I'm talking about here because that's a different world for me.
0: Yeah, me but, too. Um, but we have a, um, a female barber in our shop, so we just, we're like, she could do it.
1: Don't send her to her. Or you know, want like, that business. But, <laughs> but yeah, You know, but you're right. It, shop, again, the you shop, shop benefits from having that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember back in the day, if having a female barber in a barbershop was a no. And Taboo. Look, look, and look now. Yeah, yeah. You know, some of the most, uh, you know, you know, Sophie, stayed sure. 31. I remember when we would bring her on and. You know, shop and everything. She was our our female barber, and
1: you have not only female barbers entering the field, you know, in, in large numbers now, but they're shop owners. Yeah. Now they're the shop owner. It's really exciting. It's nice. It's nice to see, and uh, they're good shops orders You know, they're beautiful shops, and that's the evolved. What I've been seeing evolve too. Yeah. Is shops are spending money in making their shops beautiful, you know, very comfortable. And uh, that's 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 exciting to see also.
0: Yeah. So we're, we're here 2023. The last time we spoke was at um, your event that you had back in September? Of 2022. 2022. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that someone else ran that.
1: Well, in May of 2022, there was mm-hmm. a beauty sh- show... And uh, it actually was an organization called Beautycast Network. And they had committed to a job fair with the chains to provide a job fair for the large uh, chains. And they were going to piggyback on a show that had been around for years. It was a student show called Baristar by Paul Barry. Mm -hmm. Well, COVID came, as you all know, COVID came, and and, uh, that stopped things for a few years. And then, unfortunately, uh, Paul Barry passed away. So they were looking for someone that had contacts in California with schools. Basically, they wanted to do a, a student show, a school show, and they were referred to to me and Jazz and my wife and I. So we assisted with that. We helped uh, organize and, and contact and sell tickets and promote the show. Back in May, uh, that gave us a good um, foundation to learn how to produce a show, which we always thought about doing. But you know, out of respect to Paul, um, we always used to participate in his show. Uh, we waited and, uh, we knew a time would come. And then, so when September came, we said, let's produce our own show. So September, we produced our own show. It's called the Jazzy Beauty trade show. Right. Uh, back in, in, in May of that year, when we helped the other company, uh, we wanted it to be a trade show. Yes. We, we invite students. Yes. Students are invited. They get eight hours of education provided because we have so much education, but we wanted a trade show. Where you come and you get deals, you get deals. You know where the manufacturers are there bundling. You know their aftershave, their gel, and they're together to save money for the for the shop, yeah. for the shop owner, the person behind the chair, the student, uh, whoever attends the show is going to have the benefit of coming to a trade show bargains. Then we also want education, so we have education. We have uh, we did and we're going to have this May twenty first of twenty twenty three. We have four classrooms. Okay. We have four classrooms and it's very diverse skincare, uh, hair, scissors, texturizing, clipper classes, makeup classes, even nails. So, and we even dedicated one of the rooms to Spanish because mm, we're in Southern yeah. California. Yeah. And uh, there's a need for advanced education. So, and it's also a great opportunity to network. You meet, Other shop owners, you meet other licensed uh, hairdressers, cosmetologists, barbers, nail technicians, estheticians. You meet manufacturers. Right. You meet manufacturers. And we also have a main stage. We have a main stage with some key artists there. Tickets are only $20. We wanted to make affordable oh they're not like the long beach expo 200 bucks wow we don't talk about <laughs> our com- we don't see them as a competitor we see us as a as a, a totally different uh yeah entity a, a different opportunity twenty dollars parking is fifteen dollars but if you put four people in a car it's four dollars a person you know right but come early because parking will fill up it's at the anaheim sheraton okay may 21st sunday it's from 10 to 5. Uh, Like I said, uh, opportunity to to meet other people, opportunity to save money and get some great deals and advance your education. And if you are a student, you're going to get eight hours credit. We also have the Department of Consumer Affairs there uh, with a booth. So if you have questions, you can walk up to the DCA uh, bureau chief and ask, you know, I have a question. And uh, they also are going to have an hour speech in the morning to talk about what's the changes in the laws in the industry.
0: Yeah, I'm up to date with. I get all the emails from them. Good, constantly they send emails. Good. So I'll just sit there, start scrolling. I'm like, oh, another change. Okay, it's coming. (laughs) All right, let's do it. That's freaking awesome. I mean, yeah, uh, when I went last September to the one, it's the same location, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, when I the moment I walked in because I've been, I've been, I try to sneak in into not sneak in, but try to like pop in into shows, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. the past, since COVID, before COVID, there was a show every weekend, everywhere, Mm -hmm. and it was just
1: like and And that's what we, we we didn't want to be a barber battle either, a lot of manufacturers, well, you know, let let us sponsor a barber battle. There were a lot of barber battles and there still are, and you know, there's a niche for that. Yeah, But we wanted to go back to the old uh, 1980 trade show. Trade show where you walked in, uh, you got, like I said, deals, networking and education. Yep. You know, and, and and more time for education. But you know, there's plenty of barber battles to go throughout your 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 career, but this yeah. is not a battle. It's strictly a trade show. But yep. yeah, you're right. You're right. It's totally different. And it expanded. From May of last year, we expanded from 33 booths to 48 booths this year. This May, we're going to do 50 booths. Uh, we're debating whether we're going to do a fall show or not. Uh, but we'll see how this show goes first. Okay. But stay tuned. We may have a show in fall.
0: Let's see, I mean, yeah. you you keep doing this, and you know more barbers students. You know they'll, they'll be able to attend. Mm-hmm. Especially the price, you can't beat that price. You just can't. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me you don't have twenty bucks. Yeah, there's there's a lot of cosmetologists and barbers are, are full time students and they can't afford it, but twenty dollars, it, it's it's a it's a great price. Yes, you know?
1: and we have a real diverse uh, group of vendors, from Suavecito to Gentleman Republic to Utsumi Shears. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, skin care manufacturers, derma- uh, dermaesthetics, um, also uh, skin care machinery. So is it, we're really proud of this show, and, and, and as it evolves, it'll get better.
0: Yeah, I mean, last September when I saw you, I saw on a Sunday. I have never seen a, a like a show like that just happens with ton of people. A lot of energy. A lot of energy at noon, because normally you go to a hair show, it dies down. Mm-hmm. They open at nine. By eleven thirty, everyone's gone. Hit and run. You know, and yeah. when I went, it was noon, and I stayed there. I think till like three, three, four in the afternoon, and. It was crowded. You just see the amount of people coming in, just swarming. I was like, and I told him, I'm like, you you gotta do it again. We this are. is it. Yeah. And here we are. Appreciate, appreciate you. appreciate know? your help. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's I love it. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy that it's gonna happen again. And heck yeah, I'll be there, you know, attending, see some old faces that I haven't seen in
1: a while. And well, that's, that's really cool too, because uh, being in the industry for going on 35 years now. I also get to see a lot of faces I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. And it's really, I mean, uh, you talked about Andis, Pete Carroll, who hired you for education. Yeah. I've known Pete 35 years. And I'll tell you how unique the industry is and why you network. 35 years ago, Pete was not with Andis. Okay. Pete worked for a company, his, his own company. And his father's, and it was called, oh gee, let me, Major, Major advance. Major had doll heads, and I packed kits for schools. Right. So I was buying doll heads. And to show you the character of Pete and some of the people in the industry, he didn't run out of doll heads. They were stuck on the dock. They didn't hit in time. Pete came to my office and gave me the phone number of a competitor. I said, go see this man. He'll take care of you. I know him well and I got my doll hits. Who does that? Yeah. First class. He wow. knew, and then, you know, me and Pete have been friends, and I've always made sure I give business to Pete since then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Love it.
1: Love it, love it. And there are a lot of stories like that. I mean, I say, oh, you know, I've got so many stories. Hey, okay. shoot, <laughs> that's what we're here for. Uh, well, you know, we moved a couple times. And it's always, we've always been fortunate. I'll tell you another thing. I've been really fortunate. I've always had really good employees. I've always been blessed with good employees. Uh, Now people come in. uh, If you're involved in the school industry, you know my son Sammy. Yeah. And Sammy's the face in the schools for for, uh, bidding the kids, kits, product, back bar. Uh, He also goes up to Vegas. We go to Las Vegas now. Mm -hmm. Wow. We do a pop-up store. We take a van and we go to the barber schools and we park there for a few hours and we have a wonderful time just, yeah. just swamped by students yeah. and many years ago um not so much many but maybe t- 10 years ago i used to run a van up to the coast 805.
0: that's right i remember you used to go um once once a month or once, once a every, month once or every, every two six months. weeks yeah yeah to
1: santa maria yeah i remember santa that. maria san luis obispo Royal grande yeah Pismo. i remember
0: I remember we'll, me and a few of the guys will come in along on a Tuesday and be like, where's Mark? I'm like, oh, he left. <laughs> yes. He's in the 805. And we'll be like, wait, what? What the yeah. hell is he doing up there? You know. And
1: we, I, I built such a nice route that it became uh, too much to cover it all. And I would feel bad that I couldn't cover the whole see everybody. So we opened a small store in Santa Maria. Mm. We actually uh, were opening only on Mondays, but last week we started opening Monday and Tuesdays.
0: Monday and Tuesday. So every
1: Monday and Tuesday, Santa Maria is open from 10 to 4. I love the 805. My guys in the 805 are, yeah, are, are beautiful people. But my my whole industry, I love my whole all everybody. Yeah. But those guys are really special to me because it's just a whole different culture in that neck of the woods.
0: Yeah, it's crazy how Northern Cow and SoCal are oh, completely different. But yet again, there's a huge like family
1: oriented right atmosphere. Right, right. Yeah. It's it's even in the in the product we sold. You know, one one razor down here in Southern California was number one and something that was like number four or five on the charts, number one in Northern California. Yeah. And it, you know, <laughs> it's strange, but it just it, yeah. it's just oh you know, no, this is our number one, you know, item here. So That's awesome. It's pretty cool.
0: What's another story? Give me another one. Oh, she Stateboard board story. You want to hear
1: a good oh, stateboard yeah. story? i tell state you, story. I'll tell you, Now, this, uh, you know, I'll tell you a good story. When we were doing the stateboard kits, this is back when we were on Wilshire Boulevard. Right, That's 35, how we're here. 3540 Wilshire. It was uh, Wilshire and Ardmore. And we were there for 16 years doing the Stateboard kits. Right. And we were, uh, we started on the second floor, moved to the first floor when we got an exclusive in the building. And people would come rent the kit. Well, we had this young man, he came, and he was actually a manicurist, and he failed the test. He could not pass the written exam. He had a language barrier. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, you know, back then, when you failed the, the one part of the test, you can come back, and in the same year, you wouldn't have to take the practical. As long as you came back in the same year. Well, he'd come back two, three times. But back then, you waited nine to 16 weeks to get another testing. Oh, yeah. It was a backlog. So, especially in manicuring. So, he goes into the state bar exam. He can't pass the written. He has to go back to the practical. Two, three years go by. He's come by. We, we stopped charging him for the kit. Here, just take the kit. The examiners knew who he was, you know, because he'd come every year so right. often. And, and then it, sometimes he would pass the written and fail the practical. He couldn't put them together. It was crazy. So, he shows up about Five years after that, so eight years have gone by, he comes in and walks into my office and says, hey, remember me? I go, yeah, I do. (laughs) He goes, I passed. I go, I I figured you did. And he picks out a picture book. And he says, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and I bought a nail salon for each time I failed. He owned nine salons. Wow. He had failed the exam nine nine times? times, written or practical, written or practical over a three-year period. It took him three years, nine attempts, and he didn't quit. He had a dream, he had a vision, and he comes back and shows me this photo album, nine different salons he owns. Wow. A beautiful Jaguar, goes, that's mine. I paid it off, I go, congratulations. I was so proud, I was so happy. I was so happy for him.
0: That is a story you have. I have never heard of, but
1: And then, you wow. know, our industry is made up of a lot of women in the hair industry, in the cosmetology industry. And again, go back to the state board kits. I, I, this is another story. We had a young lady take the test, and she spoke Spanish. She She took the test in Spanish. And she comes out and we gave demonstrations they came several times to the demonstration so you get to know the people and they say hello you know their face and we were there in the same building so as they got the results at the end of the day they would come down in our office and show screen scream with the license celebrate and also they'd come in if they did not pass and ask how to reapply and we'd advise them how to reapply the right. state told them how to reapply, but they were so upset they didn't listen, and they come downstairs, help me, and we told them how to reapply and get the the paperwork started again.